I don't want to spend my time trying to please somebody when I know that they can find somebody more fitting. And I think people, when you're starting out, you think, oh, when will I ever get another opportunity? But I think trusting in the journey and trusting in yourself and your abilities can take you much further and it will be more rewarding and help you develop your voice and style. Hello, hello. This is your host, Dhyutama, and welcome to My Food Lens Podcast, where we talk about everything from food photography, styling, to business and mindset. After 15 years as an architect, I switched careers and I'm now a professional food stylist and food photographer based in Singapore. I'm also the founder of the business My Food Lens, where we help clients elevate their brand through drool-worthy photos. My motto is, put your best food forward. Well, here on this podcast, I promise to keep it raw and real and hope you find your answers, action and inspiration as we move through the episodes. Hi guys. So today we are talking to Monique. Monique is a food stylist, food photographer, recipe developer based in Connecticut in the U.S., and she used to be the food stylist for Subway. Like, how cool is that? But for me, Monique has a very distinct talent. And I think her talent is actually her style. And that's why I wanted to have Monique talk to us about how this has worked out for her. Does she have a strong style? And that's exactly what she creates for her clients. Or does she have a strong style, but she's also versatile or she's just overall versatile and what she shares is just one part of her style. So, you know, so many of us question what it takes to really work with clients. Should we be versatile? Should we have something very distinct that clients can see through in our work? And I think Monique can help us answer some of those questions because she's clearly doing it both. All right. With that, on to Monique. Hi, Monique, and welcome to My Food Lens Podcast. It's so, so, so special to have you on my show. You know, every time I'm on Instagram and your photo pops up on my feed, I'm so intrigued because I don't know if you know, but I was an architect before I became a photographer. So your photos are so artistic. Oh, my God. Like talk about light composition or patterns or geometry. I mean, you speak to me, your photos really speak to me. Your style is so bold. It just stands out. It pops for me. And that's why I'm so excited for our conversation today, because I just really want to understand how you're so true to your style. And yet you're so good at all your commercial work. You work with so many clients, you know, how does one find that balance? So I'm super pumped for our conversation today. But before we begin, Monique, would you please be able to introduce yourself to our audience? I'm Monique Serino, and I am a food stylist, food photographer, commercial stylist for both food people and now makeup as of like last week. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that later. <laughs> and you're based in Connecticut. Where are yeah, you based exactly? Yes. Connecticut. Yeah, in Essex, Connecticut and in the States and yeah, the New England. <laughs> Perfect. And you are 
also under the handle be the love on instagram awesome yeah. i've seen like you position yourself in so many different ways i've seen you do food styling i've seen you do food photography uh, you know i've seen your blog of recipes so tell me how do you position yourself in the market um so much of what i do has come through word of mouth and i get so excited to always continue learning and trying new things that i i get pulled into certain jobs like hey can you do this i'm like i can try and learn from it <laughs> i think that's how i got to everywhere i am right now because it wasn't like i woke up one day and it's like i'm going to be a food photographer <laughs> and yeah. do you like for most of your commercial work are you the food stylist are you the food photographer like is there one more than the other how how is that positioned i don't think there's one more than the other so that's oh, what makes it amazing <laughs> yeah yeah that is so amazing like, for commercial work i am more of a food stylist when that's like a team of people but because of like the influencer side of things i consider that commercial work still yes of course but that is like more more personal a little bit more freedom and how you approach it but i wouldn't say there's one that is more than the other <laughs> okay perfect so i know that you have gone through a huge cycle of you know switching careers and trying out different fields and right now you are in food styling and photography so just give us a little bit of a brief of what your background has been it's so interesting yeah so when i was younger i wanted to be a makeup artist and other things and then i didn't know what i wanted to do for college so i just took general studies and poked around in different fields i went to get my pastry certificate oh, wow. but while i was doing that yeah <laughs> i was like wait a second photography seems like so much fun so i was self teaching and I told myself, you know what? How can I combine like everything that I'm going to school for and what I'm interested in right now? And that kind of merged into food styling and food photography. And there's a lot of other things in between, but that's a the long story yeah. short. <laughs> oh wow. And I guess that's how you can position yourself in so many ways and so strongly like because of your knowledge of food probably the recipe development comes into the picture and you know also food styling that does need a good sense of food and cooking and you know techniques so i guess that's how the styling part comes together would you agree i think so that and um another thing is like i wanted to be a fashion designer when i was younger as well and when i was younger i took one college course for it and it threw me back cuz i I didn't like the the types of characters around it. I don't know how to yeah. how to word it. I think I liked I gravitated towards food styling because it's less mm. I wouldn't say it's less competitive, but it's it's more inclusive of a community. Oh wow. Oh. That's a really really good point. Wow. So, you know, I've seen all your cool videos on Instagram like let's get down to business. I've seen that one. <laughs> and oh, I, I love that song <laughs> i love that video and literally when i saw that reel so i'm i'm referencing to a reel that monique made while she was on a set or is that right were you on a set 
uh what yeah, was my apartment but we were filming there apartment. okay for, um, for vplot worlds yeah okay yeah <laughs> so i saw this room full of people tons of cameras lights gear and you were like you know you had this huge counter in front of your kitchen counter kind of thing and you're like assembling things and you're like filming that video so i was like wow <laughs> like it was a little bit intimidating also that wow that is a huge really? team but at the same time i was like oh that's so fun so tell me do you usually work with a team or are you like a one woman business like what is the scene with you especially because you're doing so many different things yeah so i am a one woman show right now um for that video i had a friend/assistant So that was this last year and um he's off doing things that he's passionate about and I'm really happy for him because he he's doing DJing and you know this is a side comment of I think people really should go towards what makes their heart full and um it also helps for teamwork <laughs> because <laughs> if everybody is excited and wants to be there then it makes everything flow so much better but um for like influencing stuff and things that I share on my Instagram feed regular static posts yeah, yeah <laughs> those are done by me myself at home pretty much right and then I work on other projects as a part of a puzzle piece so I do both teamwork and yeah. solo but everything that I show is solo is solo <laughs> except oh, for wow. like those behind the scenes where you can clearly see it's a whole team and yeah. that's for other companies sort of thing amazing amazing so i you know i started this episode i started with your style right so for me as your audience i see your style in a certain way so i defined it as bold artistic geometric you know these are some words that i would use for your style how would you define your style i'm not sure <laughs> you saying that felt totally validating that i'm doing something right <laughs> you have such a strong style like is there an intent or you are just you know that's the kind of work that you gravitated towards if you had to put a few words to it what would they be I think the first words come to mind is I like textures. <laughs> yeah. And like more neutral subtle colors. I like colors that cohesively work together without overwhelming the viewer. Right. Um and I think how I style things is it's more of expression and I take a lot of time to reflect on why I even like the things that I do because I don't go in thinking I want a certain style. It's been a progressive journey of reflecting and being like, "Oh, now I'm starting to see the similarities of what I'm doing and the patterns that I keep going back to." <laughs> yeah, going yeah. back to. And, yeah. And I think when I style for myself and how I want it to be, I want it to feel still. I want it like the viewer can take in that image and not leave feeling like something is trying to sell them anything or just overwhelmed by how loud the colors are or how much contrast is there and so i think it's just an extension of my personality i guess i don't know <laughs> wow okay that's amazing and i can totally see that i totally see that i mean your choice of colors when i said colors i meant your palette usually the palettes that you choose are very 
monochrome. They're soothing, but yet they are yellows and oranges and they're not like blacks and whites and grays, but you know, there is still that warmth and that pop. But at the same time, it's not like in your face kind of, uh, you know, jarring color and all. Amazing. Yeah. So that's why I feel like, you know, you described it so well. I think it's definitely a lot to do with how you feel within yourself. And that's how it's reflected in your style of creating art. Amazing. So did you begin here? Like when you started photography, What was the kind of style that you were drawn to? Or was this the style that you were drawn to from the beginning? Or you just kept exploring different styles and this one kind of, you know, you kept going back to. So tell us a little bit about your process or your journey of how you've reached this very unique style. In the beginning, I was working part-time for farmer's market. (laughs) Wow, okay. And my photography was more, um, more earthy, I guess. Hmm. And it was because I wanted to highlight the local community and all the gorgeous produce. Because over here in America, like we're still learning how to get back to whole nutritious foods. And it excited me to learn the stories of the farmers, the creatives. And so in the beginning, I think that's how my work came off. It was a little moodier because of wanting to highlight just earth tones (laughs) like right and since then it's just been poking around and going along with the journey because I think now like it kind of went towards more commercial while balancing like the local community it's Mm -hmm. I think it reflects that in between now sort of maybe (laughs) (laughs) but you also have a very strong sense of geometry uh, you use a lot of sharp edges, squares, rectangles, triangles, kind of, you know, tons of height, a lot of uh, reflection of heights in your compositions. Now, I'm sure that when you were shooting for a farmer's market, it was more organic and a little bit softer and something that's more natural, whereas this is a whole different kind of, you know, I would say almost the other side of the spectrum. And it does have that commercial uh, feel to it, but at the same time, it is a very artistic. And when I say artistic, it's not always relatable. It's not for everybody kind of a thing. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it seems like where you started to where you are now, they're literally two different sides of, you know, how one would interpret or create photography. So would you be able to tell us how did that come together? I want to know. <laughs> it's so different. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but growing up, I've always been an artist, um, a commissioned painter. Wow. So I would always be creating portraits and whatnot. And I don't know if that plays a role in how I view things and do Mm -hmm. things geometrically or not. Mm -hmm. And if it's just kind of second nature that I don't really think about it, because this is the first time somebody said that about my work. (laughs) So I'm like, I don't really know. (laughs) But um, yeah, I think when you stare at paintings for so long, you start to notice all the sacred geometry or secret geometry, however you want to call it. And there are different patterns. And I think I might have subconsciously picked that up and tried to put it in work because I've always struggled with compositions in my paintings. 
Mm. But I haven't painted since I began this journey. So it's been like about four years now. But if I were to go back to it now, I would be able to structure it differently. So the development of these geometric patterns, I think that's happened just through this photographic journey because you're trying to position things in a way that's pleasing to the eye. And um, <laughs> I guess yeah. I don't really know how to answer this. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I guess it is. It, this is your style. That's what it is. It's <laughs> what comes to you naturally. And and you've slowly just reached. Yeah. <laughs> that's where it's reached. And we don't know where it might go further. But right now, this is what is speaking to you. But tell me, how does it speak to clients? Like, do they respond to this style? Like, is this what's drawing them in? And when your client comes to you and they want you to do some photography for them, they are coming to you for your, you know, monochrome or your colors or your geometry, or are they coming that, okay, we want you, but we want you to create in our brand language or our style. So usually how does this speak to clients? Tell us that. It can be both ways. <laughs> I've had some really frustrating times where I think that the client will want the style that I kind of gravitate towards yeah. until I go to create everything and deliver. And they're like, what is this? This is not what we want. One time I had a client just completely bash everything and kind of, um, <laughs> oh, <no. it, laughs> and this is when my, my assistant friend was there too, because he was helping me. And she just, I put her on speaker because it was so daunting how much it was like, how did you not understand? I wanted this, this and that and da da da. Oh no. (laughs) It was like, okay, lesson learned. Um, It's okay because we can just take more photos. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then on the other hand, it's like, you have full creative freedom. We know that you're going to, we're going to like what you do. So it's been full spectrum of that. And Mm. I never have any idea how it's going to go until we get rolling. And that (laughs) can be really daunting and (laughs) exciting at the same time, because it's kind of a mystery. And I know that probably doesn't make it any easier for anybody who wants to get into this. But I think it tidbit is the best thing that helped me through any of this is adaptability right and do you usually so let's say if a client is giving you full creative freedom then obviously you're like okay then you go and do your thing right but when they do come with a certain art direction or they come with you know okay here's the parameters then do you have like a pre-production discussion do you have an outline do you have all of that from them does that work like that when I sense that they're looking for something specific, then I will ask all the questions <laughs> that I can. And sometimes more times than not, I know that I'll have more questions as we get rolling. But when a client specifically wants a certain style for their brand, they will typically come with the whole brand guidelines and stuff. Right. Yeah. And that makes a huge difference. And then the others that are more laid back. Mm-hmm. they're also more laid back in how they like have a conversation with <laughs> okay. so many different personalities <laughs> yeah so how did you break into the market like did you come with this style and say hey here's what I do 
And, you know, I'm looking to start working commercially. Here's my portfolio. And even the images that you put up on your website or on your Instagram, on your social media, potential clients were looking at that, right? So is this the style that you went out in the market with and, you know, wanting to get hired or wanting to start working commercially? Is this where you started? It is not where I started. Ah, How I started was, like I said, I was taking photos of farmers markets and whatnot. And a friend messaged me who's a photographer and said, hey, this photographer is looking for a food stylist. Uh, You should apply. You should give it a go. I'm like, no way. I am not qualified. Like, why would I? And he's like, what do you have to lose? I'm like, all right, you're, you're right. You're right. So I um, messaged the photographer who's Steve Walter, by the way, like mm. I look at him as a mentor now. And um, I was like, hey, I'm going to be honest. I haven't done anything like this before, but what I can do is show up and give my all. And I want to be transparent about that. And he was like, hey, I really respect that and appreciate that. And I think it's worth giving it a shot. And that was for Yarlsberg cheese. Mm. I don't know. If you know them, but that was my first food styling gig. And I was so, so nervous. But from there, it's all just been showing up, showing up early, coming prepared as much as you can, staying a little bit later to help out and really proving that you are interested in the job and you want to progress. And I think that willingness has helped me a lot because I think some people will go in like demanding, I need this much and only this amount of time and you have to treat me this way and that way. And that is cool. Like I really respect and appreciate people that know their worth. And on the other hand, it can come off as not a team player because if you are a team player, like you're naturally going to do all these things that you say you're going to do. True, true. And um your worth is more than just a dollar amount yeah, or yeah. whatever currency. <laughs> yeah. And it's also, you're being professional, you are being interested, you're showing that you're, uh, you're forthcoming in your work, you're being integral. And all of these things definitely are all the other values that the clients are looking for and not just skill, right? So you're bringing all of that package together. But what's interesting is that you you started your commercial journey with food styling. Is that right? Not with food photography, but with food styling. And uh, (laughs) and yet today you are at a point where you are saying that you do equal amounts of food styling jobs, solely food styling and then solely food photography. They're about a 50-50. Is that right? Wow, (laughs) that is fantastic. That is amazing. So the first project was word of mouth, right? And I think for most of us, it kind of starts like that. So many photographers I've spoken to, or so many food stylists, basically, it's like, hey, someone needs help here. Would you do? And for you, it just worked out so beautifully because it was a cheese brand. I love cheese. So, uh, (laughs) so there was like 300 pounds of cheese. (laughs) Oh, wow. See, I took behind the scenes. I'll have to share it with you. Amazing. So, how does it work today? Like, you have such a strong sense of who you are as a, as a photographer, as a food stylist. You know exactly what you bring to the set. You know exactly what kind of a product you can offer or a service that you can offer a client. So how has that changed? How are clients finding you or how are you approaching them today? 
So I have never felt comfortable approaching brands. <laughs> I'll start there. I don't know how people cold pitch all the time, but I applaud them for it because <laughs> I think it takes a lot of guts. If I were to go out and try and pitch myself, I just fumble over my words. I don't know how to introduce myself and I am very transparent about that. <laughs> I think every time I did try to pitch myself, like none of it caught on. <laughs> but I think because of word of mouth, that's where I pay my attention to of nurturing all the relationships that I have and all the like styling projects that I have now is because of one thing leading to another and that experience that left an impact with the team of people. And when it comes to food photography, there's also a similar situation where my friends kind of pushed me towards it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what do you have to lose? And I'm like, I don't know, but I'm nervous. <laughs> and I think people have this idea that you need to have it all figured out to end up somewhere, but that's not true. I think if we pay attention to how we treat each other, that's why my Instagram name is Be The Love, because it's the concept of how can we be there for each other? How can we be love in a sense of caring and understanding and listening and just being decent human beings? <laughs> I think that yeah. plays such a major role. And if everybody's just trying to step on each other to get to the next step, how is that going to leave an impression on somebody? Right. Everybody wants to work with people that they get along with. And I think that relationship and communication is worth more than what you actually do. Oh, and a little then, bit, because obviously you have to be yeah. what you do. <laughs> yeah. So when clients see it, then obviously they do want to work with you again. They do want to tell their friend that if you want a food stylist, then I've got someone good in mind. So that definitely <laughs> helps. So, you know, your photography definitely has a very strong style, at least from where I stand. And I also see that in your composition. But when you're working on food styling, now that's a whole different thing. Do you have like a specific style that you fall back on? Like some folks are very clean in the way they would style a plate of salad you know ingredient 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 it's all neatly lined up or some people just make it a very natural looking toss salad but still very very styled and intentional so do you bring a style to food styling that's my question I think I kind of do but it always depends on the objective of the shoot so right. if they if they're like a really more sterile type brand you're gonna want it to be perfect like nothing messy about it but if I have more freedom I definitely go for a little less contrived and there's a term that this creative director explained it as it's like organized chaos oh yeah that's how <laughs> yeah yeah like yeah. the styles that I do but it's I think it's more relatable in marketing wise when it's not too perfect, but that's personal opinion because obviously we all have our preferences, but um, definitely a little looser is yeah what I bring to the table, but I can do more yeah. styled and it, it, it all just depends. It depends on the client brief, but you, uh, your natural style is a little bit more organic, a little bit more natural, easy, 
but you're skilled enough to do something stiff if it's part of the brief, right? So I guess that is kind of tying into the whole idea that I'm, I'm trying to understand how this whole thing has worked out for you. Because like I said in the beginning, that your style is so strong and yet you have worked with so many different clients. And that is, I guess, because you do have your strong style, but you also, like you said, adapting to whatever the new or the client requires. Is that right? Right. Perfect. It all just depends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think being able to switch between the two and not taking it personally, it's just business mindset of like, this has nothing to do with me. This is just for a project. And I think as creatives and artists, we want to show up and express ourselves and present that in our work. And it can be hard to turn that off if we know that the brand wants you know their their story but as long as we can differentiate that i think we're in the clear <laughs> perfect yes absolutely so tell us a little bit about the subway project i'd be dying <laughs> to ask you about it you know how it came through what was your role what was the process what did it involve just tell us how it was it sounds so 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 cool yeah, so I didn't know that the World Subway headquarters was in Connecticut. <laughs> oh, I did not yeah. either. <laughs> well, it's not anymore. So, they, so okay. as of last year, they moved to Florida. But when, I think it was two years ago that I first started working with them. So I don't work with them anymore because obviously I'm not, I'm not going to Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that was through word of mouth. That was because of Steve Walter, the first person that I worked with. Yeah, recommended wow. me to Bill Harper, their photographer, when they were in Connecticut. And um, it was like, all right, let's give it a shot. I was shaking. I was nervous. I couldn't sleep the night before. And when I got there, it was really fun because it's a whole different set of guidelines. It's you have to measure and weigh out everything specifically oh, wow. to mm-hmm. how they would present it in their franchise. And um, and you were the food stylist for the job. They had a separate photographer. Yep. Yep. All right. Yep. So okay. my job was solely food styling, and this was their in-house photographer. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like everything's weighed out exactly. Like you use all their sauces, all of their stuff. It's for legal reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it's funny because people are like, "That's not how my subway sandwich looks when I go to get it." And I'm like, "I'm sorry," <laughs> like because it's exactly the same things of how it should be. Right. It just doesn't. It's just not propped for camera for <laughs> your particular experience. <laughs> yes. Oh wow. Mm. And um, <laughs> and so so what was it like? Were you you were just styling all the sandwiches? Was that mm-hmm. okay? And then yeah, so, um, it was a one-day uh, shoot or were you doing this over a period of a few days? And was this like a contract basis? Like every month you were going and styling sandwiches for the subway or was it a one-time thing? How was that? So I work freelance and um, it was a few different times throughout mm. the two years. So the, it wasn't a contracted time, but there was like a 30-page contract of huh. me just being there. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what if I sign off on the wrong thing? What am I getting myself into? <laughs> I was so nervous, like seeing the 30 pages of like, oh, this is like extra serious. Oh, wow. <laughs> but of course, because it's a big company. Yes. But um, oh man, yeah. <laughs> 
I'm like recalling that time. <laughs> I was so nervous, but yeah, it, I worked with them a handful of times. And again, that was because I must have left a good enough impression to have me come back. <laughs> of course. Um, and it was a lot of sandwiches. Yep. Um, there were photo shoots where it was over a course of a few days for larger mm. campaigns. Mm. But I mostly worked with styling for their social media because they also have other food stylists and photo studios in other places of the States. Right. But that's a cool thing is like they have multiple people working on it all throughout. And I thought that was really fun because you just got to see it from different perspectives of the same exact ingredients. Yeah, absolutely. And did you have to like even match their styling like when you were putting the sandwiches together, did yep. you have an image in front and you're like, okay, that lettuce, that spinach, those meatballs, that salami needs to go like that. Was it? Yeah, there is an yeah. order of how it has to go on because it's the order that they train their sandwich yeah. artists ah. to follow. So you have to do everything exactly the same order, exactly the same way. So the creative freedom that you have is just how you prop it up for the camera. Ah, Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is very challenging. Actually, that is very challenging. And you need to know how to work with different food products, what gets too saucy, what's too dry, oh, yeah. <laughs> what will wilt away and what will not. That takes another level. And wow, that must have been such a thrilling project, right? Did I, it- I thought it was way more fun. Um, I really like creative challenges because it gets everybody thinking of how can we come together to solve this problem? for the solution and you know having that teamwork is that's what fuels me in my opinion but yeah like it's really cool because everybody will see things from a different perspective and it doesn't seem as daunting when you're actually doing it it, yeah you're just like oh I gotta get this done but also like you said that you have a personal choice of how you like to style if you were given that sandwich you would have probably done it differently But when we are working with brands, we kind of, especially when we have such big names and they have very, very stringent guidelines on how something needs to be put together, then as stylists, as photographers, we need to be skilled enough to kind of quickly jump into their shoes and do it exactly like how they want it. So you can have a very strong style of yourself, a strong choice, or you have to kind of adapt that way as well. Do you ever feel that your style or your sense of aesthetics or your choices ever held you back from working with a certain client or that you didn't get a certain job because they thought that, you know, this is Monique's style and, oh, it doesn't fit our, uh, what we want. Like, did that ever happen? Um, for food styling commercially? No, but that's just because, again, it's all through word of mouth and they're looking for people who are trustworthy and can adapt in the film realm because that's it's like a whole different like atmosphere yeah how about photography how about photography for photography yeah it's definitely yeah (laughs) yeah I think I like I use my commercial styling jobs to pay for my creative endeavor. <laughs> yes, yes. But did you ever have any clients who, so I'll tell you, like m- one of my first clients, she she approached me and she said, I want you to do this photo shoot for me. 
But at that time, I had a very bright and airy kind of a portfolio. And even my social media was full of bright and airy photos. And this was one of my first clients. And she said, I want you to do this photo shoot, but I have one condition. I want everything moody, woody, and rustic. I cannot have anything bright and airy. So I want you to do it, but you have to do it that way. So I either had to like, kind of like, I'd never done that before. I had to just kind of jump in or I had to let go of that project. So that was my style at that time. And the place where I felt like it was my comfort zone, but I did it. Uh, Have you ever been in a situation where uh, people have come to you that, okay, we're coming to you for this style or they're like, no, we are not going to go to her because that is her style. Has that ever held back, especially from a photography point of view? Definitely. And in those moments when they make it clear that they want a particular style, I will either be like, eh, maybe not for me, or I'll be like, hey, this is not my style But um, if we can communicate and see eye to eye of what I can bring to the table to maybe match that and you want to like move forward with that in mind, then let's go. But um, I think nowadays I'm not as afraid to say no to things that will be not harder, but like I don't want to spend my time trying to please somebody when I know that they can find somebody more fitting and I think people, when you're starting out, you think, oh, when will I ever get another opportunity? But I think trusting in the journey and trusting in yourself and your abilities can take you much further and it will be more rewarding and help you develop your voice and style. And having said that, with my website, I specifically only showed my personal work so I don't get asked to do the commercial type work that we do on set for styling. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> I did that strategically because if you go through my entire website and you still think you want like something else, we might have a problem. <laughs> ah, okay. So it's like setting boundaries in subconscious yeah. ways. <laughs> That's interesting. That's so interesting. Wow. So that was going definitely going to be something that, you know, I was going to ask you. So when you say no, or you find that the client is asking for something that is not your thing, is it because you think that it's technically more challenging or it's just not your choice or your style of photography? What is it? I think when I look at it, it's it's not either of those things. It's mm. about does the client know what they want? <laughs> ah, okay. That's a whole different discussion. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think because if the client knows what they want, then if they're reaching out to you, knowing that it's not your particular style, but they still trust in you, then that means that like, okay, they want to give it a go versus there are other clients that will ask you to do something else just because they think you're a photographer, but they don't actually understand the levels and steps that it takes to even get to a point. And I think being able to pick up on that is so crucial because if you get one of those clients and they're trying to force you into something that you're not, there's a difference between expanding and learning and adapting to something for a collaborative like endeavor versus somebody just trying to shove you in a mold, even though they don't even know what that mold is. And that only causes friction. It causes resentment. And if we can avoid that 
that is way better. <laughs> right. I but it's taken it. a long time to figure out the, the subtleties and differences of that. No, I love that answer, Monique. I love that answer because you started off by saying that, you know, it's all about adaptability and that if a client has requirements, then you would adapt. But I just love that there is also a point where you're like, no boss, this is not for me. This is not the right fit. And you know exactly where that threshold is for you. And I think that's so important because no matter how strict we are about our style and no matter how versatile we are, there is definitely a line which is about whether there's a fit and whether what the client is asking from you is within your skill level, within your personal respectable <laughs> level, you know, as a person, you know. So, yeah, I just love this answer. This is so good. So tell me, do you think that your style right now is evolving? Do you feel like you're drawn to something new or is there a particular kind of photography that is intriguing you and you're like, okay, I want to try that. I want to move towards that. Is this something that's very interesting to you currently? I think right now I am trying to decipher whether I am interested in trends <laughs> and ah. I get excited about that versus like, what is my inherent style? Because I'm trying to get more into artificial and it is such a headache for me <laughs> but I noticed that because I'm not as used to it the style that it takes has a certain look to it that I can't quite put my finger on or explain yeah yeah and like artificial light I feel like shows colors differently too and um I found myself getting excited going down other directions because it kind of fit into a different style because I'm wasn't sure how to manipulate it the way that I wanted to. And I had to take a step back and like, this really doesn't even make me happy. I, I think I'm getting more excited about the learning process, which is awesome. But my style that I gravitate towards is definitely more natural, inspired by, I guess, buildings now that we're talking about like architecture too. <laughs> because I do like those angles. I like, yes. Geometry, yeah. say it, say it. Yes, I do like <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I like things that don't look too contrived, but I also love the challenge of making something look more organic, even though it's very contrived. Yeah. I actually saw your latest photo. I think it's your latest photo on your feed right now. So we are recording this uh, in the third week of April and Monique's posted this photo where you have all these glasses. I'm describing this photo for our audience <laughs> where you're talking about organic versus geometric, right? So I think your latest photo is such a good example of that because you have these glasses which are sitting on geometric cubes and there is harsh light. But at the same time, there is a shadow of leaves. Uh, there's nature in it and nature is always soft. Nature is always organic. So you've juxtaposed geometry with organic in that photo, which is why I today wrote on your Instagram that I really <laughs> love that picture, because I think that's exactly what probably, you know, that's the way you bring them both together. So yeah, if you guys want to head over to Monique's Instagram, go check out that photo. I think it's such a, such a great example. But I know you said that you're intrigued by trends and you're trying to try out new things. You know, one thing that I really want to let you know is that I have seen a lot of food photographers on Instagram. And honestly, at some point, it becomes like, whose photo was that? Oh, it's this person's yeah. photo. You know, there's a lot of like, I really admire a ton of photographers. I think they're incredibly talented, but I also feel like 
can that work be replicated and i guess so but your work is really unique monique is unique really <laughs> i'm not kidding your work is so distinct that you know it's really hard to replicate it and make it look like your own it's really hard and i'm not exaggerating i'm not just saying it for the heck of it i truly honestly believe that and so i want to ask you if you had to suggest to photographers out there that how they can approach clients while staying very true to their style because you know you're one of those few folks whose style is just like their identity i'm really saying that so how would you suggest that photographers can approach clients while staying very true to who they are what would you suggest i would suggest building a portfolio of the range that you can do within your style because it shows that you have developed this style and this is what you have to offer and if somebody were to kind of ask you to do something different then it's kind of on them the client but um i think again it's all given to take so how can you set up enough to let the audience know this is who i am in a way that like it would kind of be offensive <laughs> if somebody were to go against that. but not like in a way that's egotistical it's just how can you portray that this is just the way that you 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 speak through photography and styling because if you develop your own sense of style in such a profound way it becomes your identity it becomes what you're known for and who is somebody to take that away so just stay true to yourself take the time to learn what it is you prefer what you are and continuously revisit that so you can really find that center within yourself because it just makes it harder <laughs> like everybody's trying to pull you in all the different directions yeah and it's easier said than done but i think as long as you just build that confidence and build that momentum good things will come so i'm going to pull you in another direction now i'm definitely <laughs> doing that with my next question so when you have such a strong style and you still want to work commercially you still want to work with clients you still want to be adaptable then how can you continue to hone a particular style but at the same time develop skills so you can offer your services you know on a broader level to let's say if mcdonald's comes to you and you know they want to you to take their photos so how does one balance that like stay strong within your own style but at the same time hone other skills or hone your skills so that you can work with a broader range of clients how does that come together for you monique I think if you take the time to learn on your own and um you know do spec projects of taking a brand that you want to work with and styling it just for fun and yeah it takes time and energy and uh, resources to do that but if you practice all the time or at least enough then you can also portray hey this is what we could do this is how your brand and our collaboration could look because sometimes people don't know that they want something until they see it so right. it just might not have been in somebody else's creative mind to even think of a combination and i think that 
brings up another point of not everybody will understand where you're coming from mm-hmm. because there are people that are more left brain or right brain and more methodical. So working with Subway and other um, companies that are more corporate and big, a lot of that was just waiting around for approval from people that weren't even in the same department. And I think you really have to, it it goes into psychology. You have to think about why somebody would want something and how you can pitch your style in a way that could be beneficial for both sides. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. So tell me, when was the last time that you were like, I'm just going to do something very different today. I'm just not going to create something like I usually do. Today, I'm just going to play around and I'm just going to see what, what I end up with. When was the last time you did that? I think it was like two weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. I did a photo shoot of cheeses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I saw green. that. And, um, <laughs> there was this other one that was like a greenish nude scene or like skin tone with a slight blur on the side because I had this a prism filter thingy that oh, was wow. moving around. And it feels good. Like you have to take the time to just let your creative mind run free because if you're constantly trying to make others happy, you you can lose yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That was really fun to just feel myself again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's how you kind of explore, you step into new territory and then you're like, Ooh, I like that, you know? And then you're like, okay, let's explore that a little bit more. And that's how your style evolves. And that's how you also get comfortable with different styles. So whether it's soft light, harsh light, bold colors, minimalistic, you know, lifestyle, like whatever it is, you're just doing something fun and then you step on it and you're like, Ooh, nice. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) So uh, Monique, I have one last question for you. And that is what would be your number one advice? I know that you touched on this a little bit, but if you had to kind of tell people that if, you know, for those who are trying to find their style, because this is such a common question, like anyone who's new into food styling, food photography, they're always like, oh, I need to find my style, you know, what's my style and what's my signature thing, you know. So for those who are trying to find their style, what would be your number one advice to them? I think my number one advice would be to never give up. Like you have to be your own cheerleader because even though it is your style that you're trying to figure out and only you know it best, that is exactly why you have to be your own number one supporter because nobody else will understand you the way that you do. And it's not for anybody else to tell you that you're wrong, that it's this or that, because at the end of the day, it is your style you're trying to develop. You cannot rely on others for validating that. Like you have to just hone in on why it means something to you and then from there you develop your style because it is an accumulation of everything that you've gone through to get to that point to understand yourself and I think it's really about a journey with yourself so definitely just keep learning just dive into yourself (laughs) just keep going don't worry whether it's your style or not just keep exploring keep doing it sharing yourself yeah (laughs) amazing well thank you so much Monique this was so fun and I can now see Monique in photos 
Like <laughs> I can, I literally, I can, I can feel that you are the creator of those photos, everything like, you know, talking to you, your style of speaking, your thoughts, and then seeing your art, your craft. I feel like you are that person who's creating those photos. Your personality is in them. And I think that, you know, you've got such a good mix of input for us today. So many lessons in this that while you have to be deep and artistic within, you also have to be very conscious and practical <laughs> when you're working with clients. So there is definitely the style and the commercial work. There is a there's so much to think about and, you know, uh, such, a, such a great conversation. Thank you so much for making the time for this. Before you go, could you please just tell our audience what your social media handles are and your very, very beautiful website? Thank you for having me here, Alex. This is so much fun. So my Instagram handle is be the love. B-E-E as in honeybee <laughs> dot we dot love. And my website is be the love dot net. Perfect. Thank you, Monique. Such a pleasure having you. Thank you. So that was Monique. And isn't she unique? That's why I was calling her unique Monique, because she has a very, very different way of thinking. And I think that comes from, you know, her very diverse background. Like she has an art background, a food background, fashion designer. She wanted to be a fashion designer. She's also into painting. And I think the kind of artist personality, I think it just comes out so well in her photography and her experience of working with different clients. I mean, come on, a 30-page contract. <laughs> so the next time you're working with a big brand, you can expect that. And you also now know that you can say no, that you can be so secure and strong within what you can create for a brand that you can say no. So I think this was a very unique conversation for me. I learned so many things from her perspective and how Monique has actually been able to stay true to her style, hone her style, find her style, and yet work with so many big brands and so many cool folks. So I hope that this left you with some answers. I hope that this gave you the inspiration to work on your skills, but also kind of keep in mind that if you do want to get into the commercial world, who do you really want to work with and whether you want to kind of also take your skills in the direction of that brand or those brands. So keep all of this in mind as you work and move through your journey. And like she said, just be true to yourself, be true to who you are, just create from the heart and it will show you the way. All right. So if you have any questions about finding your style or you are in the middle of finding a style and you are confused about, ooh, but do I need to try that or do I need to go this route? If you have any, any, any questions, please send them my way. I'll be happy to answer them. And with that, I will see you next week with another episode. Until then, bye-bye.